Hey, Mason, I really need a good gift for my generic loved one. Any ideas? Oh, yeah, Andrew. I have the gift they need. If you sign up for GoDaddy's Economy Blogcast Package, you'll receive 1 gig of disk space, 100 gigs of bandwidth, recording tools, and much more. Whoa, with all those features, I'd guess that kind of package will run me at least $20 a month and be plastered with ads. You're wrong, Andrew. The Blogcast Economy Package is just $4.49 a month for 12 months. That's a deal and a perfect way to get your own website, blog, or podcast started. Oh, yeah, that is a deal. Plus... Enter code Muggle when you check out. Save an additional 10% on any order. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Are you ready? Yes. Is everybody ready? Oh, they don't sound ready, Hagrid. They're much more go home and they more enthusiastic than that. Hagrid said, are you ready? Yeah! More like it. Right, Professor. Yes. I'm going to pave the way for our dear friends to come straight down here. I'm going to cheer it up and screaming. So, ladies folks, will you please give a great big round of applause to our first guy, Mr. Andrew Sandsworth. Yeah! Oh, here he is. Oh, you look as if you're ready to be in the sixth form. Yes. As you can see, he... Oh. Uh, Andrew, when you hug Hagrid, could you stand up? Oh, sorry, you were standing. Oh, uh, no, no, I, 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 I thought he was kneeling. Yes. He's a midget, he's a wise. Right, mental on that. I don't think that was loud enough to have any cheering. So this time, when you've got even worse, hit... Oh, careful, Tyler. Thank you. Health and safety. Jamie Lawrence! Oh, where is he? Jamie! Oh. And have you finished that essay on the 12th century apocalypse? You have? Oh, I'll take it then. Oh, no, that's not an essay. It's a jump. All right, carry on. There you are. Good to have you. Give him a kiss. Oh! I didn't realise it was like that, Hagrid. Okay, go and sit yourself down there, young man. Oh, he's got some special artifacts over there. Yes. What are all that's about there? Okay then, I think you're gonna go even wilder now. As we're gonna bring on the wonderful Matt Britton! Oh! Matt! Oh! And you've come in a tie. But what happened to the hair? Oh no, he's one of these other half breeds. Half boy, half porcupine. Yes, come through, come through. They're what they call troll bogies, Professor. Ah, oh, uh, These people call it gel or something. Uh, it's sure. disgusting. <laughs> uh, let me just wipe okay. it on there. I'm a great broadcast. Go on, give another round of applause. Go on, Matt. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came in old clothes. And then, who's left? Ah, oh, well, we're a bit unbalanced with the sexes at the moment. <laughs> Should we bring Ali out, shall we? Alicia. Should we her out? Yes. Would you like her to come down the aisle now? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alicia Montfort! Oh, darling! Good to see you. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure you have problems in the airports with the metal detectors. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> right, Hagrid, are we going to hand it over to them? Absolutely. Yeah. One very, more big round of applause for all the guys here. It's a very, very special night tonight. <laughs> Ladies 
Thank you, Hagrid. Thank you, Dumbledore. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bucklecast Live in London 2. Three. This is three. Uh, we're all very excited. Is everyone excited for Beetle the Bard? Uh, who was here for uh, when we were here for uh, book seven? A few people in the audience raising their hands. Of course, we're all here. We're all very excited for Beetle the Bard. Um, General, what we're going to do, we're going to treat this like a normal MuggleCast. We're going to be talking about the latest news, and then we'll get into some Beetle discussion. Then we have some really cool prizes brought to you by Olivons, um, so we'll get to those later on. But first, um, there's been a lot of, uh, besides Beetle the Bar, what has been the other big story? No, no, yeah! I'm not talking about that. No. Harry Potter-wise, the Half-Blood Prince trailer that just came out a few weeks ago. What did everyone think of it? Some lost hesitation. Uh, we still haven't gotten the thoughts of Matt and Elisa yet, so I want to get them now. Yeah, you did. Nah, she oh, no, sorry, Jamie and Elisa, yeah. yeah. Jamie, what did you think about this trailer? Uh, well, I, I really... sipped this beautiful-looking water. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I really liked it, actually. I thought, uh, I think starting with uh, Movie 3, Harry Potter has taken on, like, uh, they look more like proper films. Like, not to say 1 and 2 aren't very good, because I realize I've just said they're a bit, you know. <laughs> but uh, I just think they started to look like proper movie trailers. I think... Quite a few movies, like the first two Harry Potter ones, you watch them and you think, well, they look very fantasy, they look very Harry Potterish. But starting at three, I thought they started to take on that darker tone that Kieran brought out. And I think Half Blood Prince looks awesome in that light. You know, I think it's really going to be dark. It's going to be a good film, and it's going to be scary, which is good. And they're probably still going to give it a 12A rating, <laughs> so everyone can go and see it because that would be unfair if they can. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And Lisa, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree completely. I mean. Um, my favorite part about it was probably the opening line where uh, Harry's just like, I, you know, I just sort of wanted to go with it at this point. Um, I really like that. I like that it was sort of coalescing humor and like the darker sides of it at the same time, which I really thought Half Blood Prince was all about. Um, but so far, definitely my favorite trailer. Harry wouldn't say a line like that, though, would he? What? Well, I'm just going to roll with it. Well, maybe not. Okay, maybe not like you know out loud in the book, but I think he's he doesn't have the personality for it, really. Though, does he? <laughs> I think he's learned to roll with it, though. He's had to. Can you guys believe the film would have been out for two or three weeks now if it weren't for the delay? I hate to get everyone down. But it's almost yeah. surreal that it would be over and done with at this point. But, um, yeah, so. I think and we made that big post on MuggleNet. Oh I'm sure Warner Brothers didn't appreciate us reminding people, but, <laughs> yeah, whatever. How many of you guys think Twilight is a poor, like, a poor <laughs> thing to come It's the wrong crowd to bring it up in front of. Uh, really? Yeah. Boo, get out of here. I just alienated <laughs> everyone. Jamie, just yeah. shut up. Oops, oops. Um, we'll say real quick, I'm sure some of you heard about this now. Matt and I are flight over here from L.A. The director of Twilight, Catherine Hardwick, and uh, the lead, uh, Kristen Stewart, who plays Bella, we're both on our flight. Yeah. And when we, when we saw them, I turned into the biggest fangirl you would imagine. <laughs> I never reacted like that before, but just something about them actually... Like seeing them, I don't know. I no, just... it was funny because we were si- just sitting there, and um, I don't know, you, you were doing, playing with your iPhone or something, and and I was looking, I was looking somewhere off, and and I saw this woman just walk by me, and I just thought, I said, Catherine Hardwick, and then, <laughs> and then you were like, what are you talking about? And then he just starts screaming, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I really was, it was really exciting. But then, sort of a funny story, and then we'll move on. Um, we got to baggage claim in London. And I, um, I was like, okay, some people aren't going to believe this, so I have to take a picture. So, and I, we couldn't find Kristen, but Catherine was there waiting by us. So I had a, I had a magazine or something, and I just sort of stood up, and I just, I just went like this. 
I got like three takes just in case, you know, one of them turned out bad, and that's on my Facebook now, so. But anyway, <laughs> so that's what happened. Um, back to Beetle before I start fangirling again. Is, is everyone okay with the July release date now for Half-Blood Prince? Does it? No? But isn't it good now? There's something to look forward to this year? And it's all because of that DVD that's coming out Monday, Dark Knight. Oh, that's oh, well. true. And James Bond. On that note, did people like the new James Bond film? Or? Yeah, I didn't like it either. Yeah, yeah that's true. It did suck. Mm. And uh, one other bit of news today: the AP, the Associated Press, reported that eight million copies of Beetle the Bard are being printed today, or will be uh, the initial print run. Three point five million million in the U.S. And I don't think they announced the U.K. Does anyone know how many books are in the U.K. for Beetle? A lot. Seven, <laughs> bil- seven, seven million? Okay, well, that math doesn't add up, but... So, uh, maybe... I, I don't know, maybe that was just... seven billion? No, million. <laughs> I thought she said billion, so I said... Two for every person who lives in the world. Uh, yeah, it was... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys got a few copies. All of them are here, actually, because... <clears throat> anyway, let's move on to the Beatle discussion. What's everyone's general expectations of the book? Because we know we're all excited. And they've added things that weren't exactly in the original, um, the original book that J.K. Rowling wrote. Um, Matt, why don't we start with you? What are your general expectations of this book? Are you hoping to be uh, enthralled? You can't put it down? Um, I, I don't, what, what is it about? <laughs> The tales of Beetle the Bard. Uh, actually, one of Elise's oh, I'm sorry. Oh. One of Elise's friends um, saw the books already. They're about the size of like the Fantastic Beasts and where and the Quidditch Through the Ages books. So I'm hoping it's going to be a good read. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm going to reread it like I did with the Harry Potter books, but yeah. Well, what's going to keep me interested, and we'll get to this in a second, but what's really going to keep me interested are the notes from Dumbledore, because yeah. like yeah. when I read the descriptions of those, I got really excited. Yeah. Elisa, how about you? What are you What are you looking forward to? Um, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm sort of hoping that we see some other sort of direct relevance to the series. Like, obviously, we know like with the one story and the Peveril brothers, that's you know hugely significant. But I'm hoping that some of the other tales in there, we're going to be able to spot some sort of red herrings or or symbology in there as well. That'd be yeah. really neat. Yeah. Are, are there really going to be that many red herrings or something in the book? What? <laughs> are there? <laughs> <clears throat> A little slower, if you don't mind, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I said. Anyway. <laughs> and Jamie, how about you? I mean, are you excited for the Dumbledore stuff mostly, or what? I'm looking forward to it, but I worry it's kind of going to be like um, Critters Through the Ages and Fantastic Beasts, which I did enjoy, but I thought they were written um, kind of away from the book, so you could read them, but it's not like reading a Harry Potter book. Right. So I'd like to see some direct references to what happened in Book mm-hmm. 7. I'd like to see her answer some questions that people are still wondering about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if she's going to. And, yeah. and like I thought in Fantastic Beasts, I think it would was when it said like this book is the property of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of bad to be honest. Wait, it was like a little library book, right? From the yeah, I, and it was like Hangman stuff. I thought that was a bit unnecessary. Because they get bored of reading it. Are you sure what? that wasn't you who drew that in there when you were bored? No, because I I wouldn't put this is a book is a property of uh, Harry okay. Potter. Okay. Like, <laughs> So l- let me quote what Amazon said about the Dumbledore description because I, you know, I think this is going to be one of the most interesting things. Enlightening and comprehensive commentary, including extensive footnotes by Dumbledore, who brings his unique wizardized perspective to the collection. Do you think Joe and the publishers decided to add this to maybe sell the book more? 
Because do you think it would sell as well if this book would have been published just how it was? It sounds like it's written to sell, like enlightening and comprehensive commentary, including extensive footnotes. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys think, would you guys be as excited if it didn't have the Dumbledore stuff? Because personally, that's like what I'm most excited about. You are? Yeah, it's a Harry, po- it's a Harry Potter book. Just go with me. Come on. I know. Yeah. Um, and also, Professor Dumbledore also includes fascinating historical background, including tidbits such as the history and pursuit of magic wands. What could that be about? What? Probably the historical no, I pursuit know, I know, of magic but wands. Jokes aside, what could it really be about? I mean, would he go really in depth like this? Because I know Joe can't resist, you know, being able to go in depth in, in depth in something like this. I don't oh. know. Right, go, 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 go on. Go on, Matt. Because I, no, I had nothing to say. I can't remember what I was going to say. Really. <laughs> Angie, you're the host. You can save us now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and uh, what else was there? And a brief comment on the dark arts and its practitioners, which is also pretty cool. Is that going to be from Dumbledore? Like him talking That's about him writing, arts? yeah. That would be probably cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 he kind of dabbled in it, well, you know, sort of with Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to hear his view on it because so far we've seen, you know, everyone say the dark arts are really, really bad and we've seen it from Voldemort's point of view where he loves them and you know the good people's point of view where they hate them the Order of the Phoenix but if we have it from Dumbledore I think him you know like he's experienced it and he's not he doesn't really think good and bad black yeah. and white so I think it'll be interesting to hear what he says yeah it'd be interesting to hear Dumbledore's viewpoints on dark arts through you know his point of view and not like him telling like Harry or something is he going to feature Grindelwald though is he going to talk about him I don't know I haven't read the book I would think so because well, that <laughs> Grindelwald is dark arts I mean yeah well, argue, yeah. so. One of the worst wizards there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other question that I thought would be fun to discuss was, we know there were, there were seven copies handwritten by Joe. Um, one was auctioned off to Amazon, and then we know one went to Arthur Levine, the scholastic editor, and the uh, second copy went to Barry Cunningham, the Bloomsbury editor. And um, so there's four other copies. So who do you guys think the other four could have gone to? Her sister. But how about somebody in the movie, like David Heyman, Fiddy, her assistant, definitely. Daniel Radcliffe, no. Yeah. Doesn't he have, like, everything, though, else? Didn't yeah, he, he, yeah, he has enough. Yeah. Didn't you get a copy? Uh, you were influential. Well, I don't know about that influential. No. Uh, no, I think it worked like a Willy Wonka type thing, where she hid them in, like, five bars of chocolate. Arthur Someone's going to find them. Yeah, Arthur and Barry got very lucky. That is so lucky. They're two editors that he do the book. Who so knew? What are the chances? One. Lisa, uh, what, do, what do you think? Um, God, I don't know. I think Fiddy definitely. It's people who were very involved in, in the book series. She probably gave us something a bit nicer, though. Like, I mean, it's nice, a handwritten copy, but since she'd been working with her for so long, you'd think, like... Like something nicer, fun her house, yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. So, um, what we're gonna do now? If it, does anyone else have any other thoughts about that before we move I along? She had a friend she based Ron off of. Oh, the guy he drove oh. her around. Yeah. 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 Didn't him he one. sue her or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was her brother. Cousin. Cousin. Oh. Yeah, on that lie detector show, that was dumb. That was probably that was probably fake. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So I think it would be interesting. And I, I, I don't see why it, like, okay, obviously those four remaining people aren't going to boast about it. But I, I feel like, you know, we should know. We have the right to know. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Did anyone want to um, get the Amazon Collector's Edition? Yeah. A few people. I really want to get it, but. Oh, the, um, 
the, the special embroid- edition yeah, that's for really $100. Nice. Yeah. It's $100. Yeah. What extra do you get with it? You get so a lot of stuff. You get you get a really nice cover. <laughs> no, but you get a you get like 10 special drawings from Joe. Um, what else does anyone remember? It's a lot. It's well worth the extra money. I it's it's got the proper fake cover, yeah. Yeah. Is it the what? Sorry. Oh, it's got the gems in it. Yeah. But like when that first came out, I think I said this on MuggleCast. I was so amazed at the price difference. It went from ten to a hundred dollars. It's like, what's that ninety really giving you? Well, I mean, come on, it's it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth yeah. it. Can she draw though? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures? She's drawing. She's. I haven't seen. I mean, they're they're not. You know. Um, Insert good artist here, P- Picasso. <laughs> They're actually quite, kind of like Picasso. Yeah, still by J.K. Rowling, of course. That's a fair point. Um, we're going to do some Beatle trivia right now. And what we're going to do, we're going to pick specific people in the audience. And I think we have people standing in the wings with uh, microphones. Um, where are they? Do we have our wing people? Oh, here. Okay, there's one mic. That's all we need. Oh, there's two. Okay, so... Um, Raise your hand if you want to participate. Ask, these are Beatle-related questions, and you won a fabulous prize sponsored by uh, Olivons. It's Olivons.com, Master Wadmakers. Raise your hand. Okay, we'll start with this girl right here. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, stand up. No, 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 no. Back, back to. There you go. Hello? What's your name? Hold on, wait a second. This works quite, kind of differently in that you have to give the answer before he asks the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check. Do it again. Good. Okay. Well, well. well um, so, where are you from? Uh, I live in London, but I'm originally from a place called Blackpool. Oh, okay. Cool. Ooh, Ooh, nice. Woo! Blackpool. Yeah, I haven't been there. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Here's your question. Okay, and you're going to be able to pick from. We have a few things up here. We have uh, the uh, scarves, no, olivons, wands, sweaters, and um, tattoos. You can just take the tattoos too. <laughs> Okay, the question is, and don't yell it out unless you want her to get it, of course. <laughs> Actually, don't yell, yell it out. What was the final selling price for the seventh copy of the handwritten book? This was, of course, oh purchased by Amazon. It was a lot of money. You can ballpark it. I mean, if... Is this in pounds or dollars? Uh, but either. Um, $4 million? Yeah, $3.98 million. There you go. Uh, everyone's like, how she know that? I know. How did you know that? I didn't know that. No, that's good. Um, come collect your prize. At, at, yeah, you can come up now. Yeah. What do you want? You want a Harry Potter scarf? Yes, please. Okay, perfect. Well, she's got a Slytherin shirt. Where's the other stuff? Elisa, do you have it? Can you yeah, just put it on the table? Yeah. Um, okay. And you what, while you're doing that, do you think I can just throw a t-shirt into the audience? I've always wanted to be Yeah, there. sure. Go ahead. <laughs> These are the wonderful... Um, a lot of you can get them. We have a lot of extras that we're going to be giving away at the end. So. That was so cool. We have to They're... do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I waited my life for that. All right, one more. Go ahead. Make your dreams come true. You feel better now? No, I'm gonna have to do it again. All right, hold on. <laughs> I'll sit back and hide. Okay, uh, next question. Who wants? Uh, how about this girl right here? Sorry, hand up first. Okay, what's your name? Beth. Where are you from? Iowa City, Iowa. Oh wow! Why? Why? Why are you here? I'm studying abroad for the semester. Oh, cool. Oh, where at? Yeah. Uh, with my program for Grinnell College. Cool, cool. Okay. Um, nobody be thrown off by your American accent. It's normal. Okay. <laughs> On what day was it announced that Beetle the Bard would be published in the UK and the US? What day? It had special significance. It's quite significant, yeah. Very. 
No, really? 31st? Yes, yep. Harry's birthday. There you go. You win a fabulous prize from Olivons.com. Come up here. You can pick a prize. Wait, Okay. Um, yeah, that you guys could pick. Uh, there's a variety of wines up here. Uh, next question. How about this guy right here? Got to get a guy. What's your name, dude? Steven. Steven, where are you from? London. London. Awesome. All right, are you are you good with your Beetle the Bard knowledge? Have you brushed up? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Well, this could be challenging. I don't know. Name three of the five stories found in Beetle the Bard. Oh. You can pass it off to someone if you, if you feel like uh, this may be too difficult one. a question. Just thinking hard. Babbity rabbit. Close enough. Yeah, that's. <laughs> the Tale of the Three Brothers. Yes. And the Wishing Pot. Close enough. <laughs> That was like a combination of two titles, but whatever. So you got like two and a half, two-fourths of each. All right. <laughs> Trying desperately for him to win something. All right, thank you. You won an awesome prize from Olive Lines. Okay, question four. Uh, what are we at? Four. Um, let's see. How about... Uh, no, you're too close to the other girl who... Sorry, no. Okay, fine. Here, right here. Right here. And then we'll get someone from over this side and then one more. What's your name? Alex. Where are you from, Alex? Norway. Norway, wow. Wow. What are you here for? See you guys. Oh, stop. Uh, yeah, Why'd you, you win a prize just for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, here's the question. How many copies of Beetle the Bard did Scholastic say will be in the initial print run in the U.S.? Hasn't this already been said? Yeah, didn't we just say did this? Say well, yeah, you, we're, we're, you we're did. Ch- we're making sure she's listening. So go ahead. See, she wasn't listening, okay? <laughs> You can ballpark it. Um, to the nearest ten million. Eight's million? what? Oh, million? Um, I'm sorry, that's not correct. But come up and get something anyway, and we'll have someone else answer it. Uh, how about this what? guy right here? I thought that, I thought that was right. Well, no, 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 in the U.S. specifically. Oh. But it's it's okay. That was good enough. This guy right here in the Gryffindor scar. What? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sure can. Yeah. What's your name? James. James, what? How many copies was it in the U.S.? Was it 3.5 million? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. You won a prize from Olivons.com. Uh, and actually, we have two more questions. Uh, Rosie, oh look, we're giving the t- contestant pictures. What is this? All right, uh, microphone, uh, put over here. This girl right here. Hi. Good. Stand up. Stand up. What? You don't want to? Okay. Uh, what's your name, Ashley? From Philadelphia. From what? Philly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you two were at uh, Enlightening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Close. Why up. are we picking Americans in London? Sorry. I don't know. They're they're. they're... Oh, stunning. Yeah, oh. everyone's stunning here. Jeez. Is there anybody here who's English? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, how many? Pi- are you listening? Yeah. This is very important. <laughs> How many pages is the original handwritten copy of Beetle the Bard? How many pages? For pri- Oh, no. Oh, God. No, I'm sorry. Uh, they had this girl right back here. Hold on. This, this girl in the blue. A hundred? Uh, close. Mm. This Wait. girl. Yeah, go ahead. Isn't it 96 or 97? No. Unless I have the number wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I have it right. Anyone else? Uh, 
This this girl? Closer. Higher. One fifty seven. Yeah. Did anyone know that? I hope I got the number right. I read it online. I got it off Wikipedia, so it must be right. I didn't get it off Wikipedia, for the record. Yes, that's where we get all our information. Okay, and uh, one last final question. I hate to make you, you run around, but uh, you want to just... No, no, come over, uh, come over this side. Uh, this girl right here in the black cap. Here we go. She's going to win a fabulous prize. Uh, who, get, uh, who gets the 150? You can come up here and get it. Yeah, if you want. Okay, oh. uh, last question. Go ahead. This girl in the black cap. You ready? Do you have the microphone? Yeah, yeah. I can't see. Sorry. Okay. Um, ah. <laughs> this is a very recent news story, so hopefully you've been checking uh, the fan sites. What tale... What tales did Scholastic editor Arthur Levine recently compare the tales of Beatles to? Something to do with uh, Grimm. Yeah. Yes, the Grimm brothers, yes. yes. There you go. Yay! Thank you, Olivant, for those... Uh, thank you, Olivant, for those wonderful prizes. And uh, now what we're going to do, we're going to open up the floor and we want to take lots of questions from you guys to ask you anything related, if you want to talk about anything related to Beatle or anything related to the movie or um, J.K. Rowling's art. First, can we just check who's come the furthest today? Who's come there? Australia! Oh man, that's going to work. Oh my that's... God. <laughs> Shall I test my throwing arm and see if I can get a t-shirt all the way back there? That's Don't hit the light. Oh, yeah, the light's going to... And hit the light. Sorry, no, you can come up and get one. Oh, yeah. oh. You can come up and uh, get one. Yeah. Oh, we oh. have lots of shirts oh, back here, so wait. once we're done, you and, guys can come And up. every time you ask a question, you get a sheet of these awesome scars. Oh, man, uh, cool. Those are also brought to you by Alvin's. Okay, who's got a question? Just a general question or... What's up, David? Just want to say hi. <laughs> Good. Uh, anyone? Anyone raising their hand? That girl right there who just won the prize. Uh, this is kind of cheeky, but um, where's my pickle pack shirt? Um, it's in the mail. Is it still in the mail? I'll get it to you. What? Give me your address after the show. Okay. Jeez. You. We should have brought some pickle packs. I know, we should have. I should have been prepared for this. Okay, uh, how about someone else? Uh, this guy in the blue. It's your... Your question, I think this will be a book that like really little kids read, like parents le- le- read to like like toddlers or whatever. Is like, it really seem like it? Tales? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it I, I don't think so. I don't think it is. Like, I don't know if adults think it's going to be part of Harry Potter or if it's more like a fandom book. Well, it's got a huge Harry Potter thing on top. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of Harry Potter, but it's not Harry Potter in the Tales of Beetle the Bard. You know, it's like more of a companion book. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's stand on its own. So I would imagine that people would. I mean, I would. They probably love it after like Order of the Phoenix at like that thick. When they can read their child like a book that's a lot of fan, they're gonna love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would rather read that than yeah, be Harry Potter. Do we have any little kids here? I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve, two. How how old are you? Eleven. Are you really excited for Beetle? Yeah. See, there you go. Question answered. <laughs> no, I think that. I think I. I mean, let's be honest. It's not going to sell as many copies as Harry Potter did. And, I mean, this has been totally expected. Um, I was reading an article today comparing uh, Book 7 had 12 million copies in the initial print run just for the U.S. 
And so, I mean, you know, it's still going to be a great book, but all I'm saying is I don't think it'll appeal too much. That's still quite a big print run, though, compared yeah. to book seven. How, how old are you? You look young. This kid right here. 12? You don't look a day over 10. I don't mean that in a bad way, though. I really don't. I didn't mean that in a bad way. But you're excited to read it, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, next question. Okay. Um, how about this girl right here? How do you feel about the way that Harry's um, portrayed in the trailer? Like, he's a bit cocky. He says yeah, he's, he's like a... Yeah, he is cocky. I am mm-hmm. the one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a really funny line, though. It was some comic relief, and it was... But, I don't know, I still stick by this thing where I just don't think he has the personality for that. Like, I don't think Harry Potter's that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. He said that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Just a hater, <laughs> man. <laughs> You're talking with face paint. What are you saying? It looks good. It's like a Gryffindor line. Yeah, well, I think it was really funny. And Dan's been really... His acting's really good. It's because of Equus. That's what everyone says. He's probably because He's of Equus. Yeah, I mean, of Equus. You get naked in front of a, a full audience. I think your acting better get full again. Yeah. Who here saw Equus? Me! Me! This is a stupid question, but did you enjoy it? <laughs> She's crying. She could... She just had a flashback. The memories that have been brought back now. <laughs> wow. It was really good, yeah. Um, it was really good, I think, just for the acting. Yeah. I really believe that. Richard it was Griffiths really good. was so cool as well. Um, we'll go right back here. Done that. Oh, oh no, we got a second, we got a second microphone. Muggle Kai's shirt, see? Oh, yeah, awesome. Oh, nice. Hi, what's your name? Um, Gemma. Gemma. Um, I was wondering whether you think they're going to make um, Ron into the comic relief again in this film. I think he really is. Yeah. Well, yeah. We saw it in the trailer, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Like, yeah. With Ramil Devane and like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't like him when he does comic relief so much. They, they do it all the time. I liked him in Order of the Phoenix because he didn't have much comic relief. Well, he's sort of Harry's wingman so he can do stuff like that, yeah. I think. But... I don't know. Elisa, do you like it? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of his character, too, in the books, in a way. So Yeah, yeah but he's, he's a little cooler in the, mo- in the books. Okay, well, maybe yeah. you should just be cast as Ron, then. I should have! <laughs> All right, next question. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm going to break a little bit of taboo okay. and ask a question about another podcast. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, did you guys read... Melissa and Ellie's Harry a History. I started reading it. It's good. What did you think? It's good. It's a good book. Harry History. Is it on sale here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a good book. I don't think anyone else has read it, though. Yeah. No, no. No. Sorry. No, we burned it. <laughs> no. Read it, guys. Read it. Um, Let's go right here. Yeah, Jamie? I was kind of annoyed, though, because Andrew and Ben have mentioned that. I was getting excited. <laughs> Come on, what's your name? Um, I just had a question. Um, you know the covers for all the Harry Potter books? Um, put you on the spot. Which one? Each individually, actually. Um, do you prefer the American ones or the English ones? Oh. I like the English ones because of how colorful they are. I think the artwork's really good. I think the American ones are pretty shocking, to be honest. Well, I really like the English ones, but I think they're ch- kind of childish, the American ones. Sorry. No, Sorry. I think the UK Sorry. ones are more childish. Yeah. Yeah. They just look... Just because of the way they were sketched? Andrew, no? when you come to London, you're in our country. Oh, right. I have to see why Chucked out the window. Yeah. Back on the... What's that street there? Piccadilly. Uh, Piccadilly, yeah. It's a one-way. <laughs> um, how about you guys? Mm. Hmm. I don't 
No, I like them both. You skipped me. Wait, why? No, well, yeah, yeah, I do skip you because you, you didn't you didn't get on it. You didn't get on it. No, I, I like them both. I mean, I think if I had to choose, I'd probably say American just because I like uh, I like, the, like how their color schemes match with like the tone of the book. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but these shots, the images are just. Yeah, sorry, well, Matt, just yeah let me talk, <laughs> Jamie. Sorry, Matt. Um, I like. I, I guess I like the American ones better just for the way the the people are drawn. I like I like how the trio is drawn in the in the American versions better than the UK. Although I like the scenes they draw in the UK yeah, ones better. Yeah, I was going to say the scenes are better. I like the, D- the Deathly Hollows one much better though than the American version. Sort of related to this, um, there was the press unveiling of the Arthur Levine's copy of Beetle Barn in New York City today. Did anyone see pictures from that yet? Okay, they just came out a few hours ago because you know the time difference. But it's really weird. They have a they have the Beetle the Bard, the actual thing, and it's in glass. And there's a poster behind it, and the order of the books is really weird. And I feel like the printer screwed it up because it goes Sorcerer Stone, Order of the Phoenix, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, Half Blood Prince, Deathly Hollows. And it's like, why are they? Why is that? I don't know. I just noticed that, and I was really interested. I think it's interesting. Why would they do that? Anyway, next question. So you guys are all going to go home and look at it and wonder the same thing. Yeah. Um, which story are you looking forward to the most in Beetle Oh, that's a good question. I read that um, when reading... Did anyone read Amazon summaries of the... Yeah. yeah. Um, the one story... I think they said... The one that they said was the craziest was my favorite. And I think it was the Fountain of Fair Fortune yeah, that they said was the craziest one. Or, or it's like it is the most purest of like the fairy tales. So I don't know. What, what is everyone else looking forward to? Are there any that really stand out specifically? Babbity Rabbity. That looks really cool. Yeah, what is that? I just love the names. Yeah. And a stump that cackles. Isn't, wouldn't it be more like Rolly B. Stump? Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, how about you guys, Elisa, Jamie? I agree uh, yeah. with that one. That, I was going to say Babby Rabbity, too, because I read like a quote that she said that she uh, sort of put herself in a bind because she had come up with the name, and then now she had to form a story around it, so I'm interested to see oh, yeah, yeah, how yeah. she does that, <laughs> yeah, how she pulls that off. That's true, I forgot about yeah. that. I don't know, I don't think that sounds very PG. Babby Rabbity. You never know. Sounds like an actress's name you're trying to say. No, I'm not saying that. Okay. <laughs> All right, another qu- How about uh, this guy back here? Yep. Just what Jamie's saying um, about the other books that have been released before not feeling like Harry Potter books, do you think a Harry Potter book can feel like a true one without Harry? I mean, like, yeah. obviously it wouldn't be a Harry Potter book, but, like, it's in the same type of story. Right. Well, like Matt said earlier, at the top it says, a wizarding classic from the tales of Harry Potter, from the world of Harry Potter. I think it depends on the storyline though as well. Like, you know, we started off in um, Philosopher's Stone and we went through to Deathly Hallows and each one continued that saga. And I think a book like this has to be a companion book more yeah. than like, it doesn't really feel like a Harry Potter book because we've found out everything we can find out. Although, you know, obviously it's going to give extra tidbits of information but it's not going to continue the story. Yeah. Well, it actually, I, I hope that she writes more books. On, yeah. I mean, she created that huge wizarding world and everything and she's just going to focus on just one character. I... Well, yeah, I, I mean, she, she has the potential now to write stories about Harry's children, everyone's children. Yeah. And I think it would be really interesting, and everyone, that would sell like crazy. We have to hope that she's feeling the credit crunch, so she has to write something. <laughs> I, after that VAT money. drop, I doubt, I think she'll be fine. Yeah, it's true, yeah. So, yeah, I knew that, and the signs are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> How about this girl right here? Hi, what's your name? Emma. 
Hi, Emma. And this kind of going off what you were just saying, do you think that JK can't really let go of Harry Potter? It's like <laughs> That's a good Maybe question. Maybe she's going to go on and do more things. I know. I think she kind of has, though, because she, uh, you, you know, she, the epilogue of book seven kind of ended it, kind of said, how can she really write more after she said what's going to happen to them? She can, like, write past that point, but I don't really think she can go back and write before that point. Yeah. I think she kind of let go with that, but I don't know. Again, if she's, you know, feeling the pinch. I mean, after you're doing that for, what, 10 years, you got to feel like, you know, yeah. you can't let go of it, really. It's true. Right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't let go of it. Yeah. So <laughs> Nobody I'm, I'm has. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing, too. I mean, I think it, as long as J.K. Rowling keeps seeing this huge fandom surrounding it, because, mm-hmm. you know, the big question around book seven was like, oh, what's going to happen to the fandom after, you know, and here we are almost a year and a half later, and, you know, nothing's happened. Well, a lot of, a lot of authors tend to um, disconnect from yeah. their material more than the fans do, like... Um, like uh, Tolkien, he um, he actually got upset because he he seemed like he was the only person in the entire you know Lord of the Rings you know Fandom. story that um, that could that could that could not disconnect from the world yeah. except him. You, you can get exhausted with a character as well, and exhausted with a story. I think she probably does want to move on and write something new, start from the beginning. And also, well, doesn't stop- she want to do like a crime drama or something? A suspense crime. novel? Yeah, I read suspense. that. Something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything she does now is going to be... <clears throat> it, it's going to get huge hype around it. Because how could it not? And imagine, <laughs> imagine starting another suspense novel or whatever and starting this whole trilogy all over again. It won't be as fun as Did, Harry Potter, but... Didn't she say, though, that if she published anything else outside of Harry Potter, she was considering using <laughs> a pseudonym? Oh, a what? A pseudonym, like uh, changing her name. Oh. To, like... Uh, was Joanne it just joking, rolling? though? I mean, I mean, I couldn't tell. It'll get leaked as well. We're gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, we definitely. <laughs> yeah. Would, but... Be really hard to keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer is actually Stephanie Meyer for those women. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, just this is something a friend of mine and I were talking about. Um, it's it's kind of going back to the fandom thing. There's there's the Harry Potter books, the literary part of it, and how great they are as well written, and then. The, the fandom of it that you guys you know are a part of with the Muggle cast and with everything like that. Um, with keeping all that in mind, how do you guys feel about the theme park coming out? Oh, I, I kind of want to see it. Huh? What? You can almost see it? I, I want to see it. Oh, they, yeah. They well, I think we... the yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Nice. Um, I'm excited, but like, I, when, the, when this theme park was just a rumor, people were like, um, oh, well, that's sort of really... It's kind of selling out. That's what some people were sort of saying. Because, I mean, yeah. whoever thought Harry Potter would ever be a theme park? Right. And then the theme park was, like, the biggest hint that Harry wouldn't die because everyone was saying that, oh, well, if Harry dies, then nobody would want to go to... I mean, people will go, but mm-hmm. it'll be a sad mood if Harry's dead. And, you know, <laughs> and everyone's like, hey, I'm riding Harry Potter's Firebolt. And he died. I think it'd be really cool, though. I mean, you could actually go into the three broomsticks or something and actually yeah. order oh, a drink. Sweet. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Now, as UK people, do you hesitate uh, with the trip? Because, you know, it's going to be a good... No? Okay. No. They, 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 they yes, got, I they heard got, one yes. They got time to save up. Because, hey, no offense, but we got Disneyland, we got Disney World. Yeah. Personally, I think, I think it would have been a lot cooler to do an entire Harry Potter theme park rather than putting it in Universal because yeah. Universal is limited. Yeah, but that's a big deal, doing an entire thing. Yeah, I know. Potter. But think about like, how many Disney fans and then think about like, how many Harry Potter fans there are. Think about how many Universal fans of all those movies that are there. Like, um, what's there? Dr. Seuss, I think. Um, 
Jurassic Park. I've never been there. The Hulk. Yeah, all Universal movies and stuff like that. Yeah. They, the Harry Potter thing would reach out. Yeah, it's a good thing Harry Potter's a Universal movie, too. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense, but... Um, I think we have time for uh, a couple more questions. Uh, how about this girl over here? Dead air. Okay, good. What's your question? Um, as David Heyman's directing the next films, do you think it will suck as much as you and Felix did Yates, compared to the books? Oh, oh. Uh, you don't you don't like it? No, it was terrible. <laughs> Does everyone think David Yates is going to be good? Be able to carry it through? I do. I mean, here's why I'm excited about Half Blood Prince. I think that. This is the second time we're seeing a director direct two Harry Potters. And I think Chamber of Secrets did definitely get better after Sorcerer's Stone. And now David Yates has a lot to look back on and be like, okay, here's what I can do differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he wants them to bring their own style to it. Like Heyman said, didn't he, that he wanted every director to not look back. Didn't he say that? And he wanted everyone to treat that like one Harry Potter film as their project and stuff and not look back to previous films. Yeah, yeah but then... But then... That's why the movies don't really connect to each other. Well, no, yeah, it's true. They don't at all. Yeah. But do you think Half-Blood Prince is going to be good? Or do you... Yeah, yeah. the trailer looks good. Yeah. The, trailer the trailers good. always look good, though. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they really do. Uh, this, yes? I, I just want to add, add a comment to that because um, I, I sensed from all the extras on the DVDs that all the actors really love working with him mm. compared to the director before. And as the movies yeah. get more intense, the acting needs to get more intense. So I'm really excited about the the nuances for the new. Yeah, films. I think David Yates is, as we've seen him, is probably more passionate and more um, uh, wants the fans to like the mo- the movie more. You know, I heard that. Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. I heard that too. That Mike Newell didn't really connect with the kids very well. Yeah. That's who you're talking about. Yeah, I I I heard that somewhere and. <laughs> I yell at the kids. It makes them good. I hate them. Grr, but it makes good acting. Um, okay, and we'll do one final question, and then we'll start wrapping it up, and then we got Beetle the Bard in 45 minutes. You look like you want to say something. Do you? She's like, I, I don't know. Um, well, I'm not sure if everyone will agree, but I'm not particularly a big fan of Emma Watson's Hermione. I feel like that she sometimes is like over-dramatic, and I just wasn't sure. And her eyebrows know. constantly move. I mean, every time she opens her mouth, they go up. I wish we just had a mic on the whole audience because you just heard all these little yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Finally, somebody said it. Um, I, think she, I think she's good. But I think in the Half-Blood Prince trailer, that crying was a little, eh. As we said on the live show, people were very excited about her, um, her bushy hair. But I think that just came from being like, Electrocuted or something? Because yeah, if you look, look at um, yeah, what? it didn't look that way in the rest of it. It yeah. was just that one part. I I thought oh, the same. But right. that one part was. <laughs> if you look at Seamus standing next to him, I think he looked a little he dirty. He did. Up, so that's why his yeah. face blew up. That's why. Yeah. Again. His oh, oh right. Okay. Up. Sorry. Okay. One. One last. You. You already went. This is not fair. I, I think I know why Hermione's hair is bushy in that particular scene. Why? Why? Um, in the book, there's the discussion when Harry's sort of cheating by using the Half-Blood Prince's potion book. Hermione's getting more and more frustrated. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly and what I said. At See, one point that she actually cuts off a bit of her own hair to put in the potion. And I imagine if Seamus has been blown up, they're probably in potions. Cool. That's a good point. Yep. That's a very oh. good point. Definitely. 
All right, guys. Uh, well, unfortunately, we do have to start wrapping it up. Of course, we're going to hang around and hang out with everyone. Yeah. So, Beetle the Bard in 45 minutes. We can all, we can all have our personal muggle casts just once we stop recording. So, um, <laughs> we're doing another show, but Waterstones doesn't know. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight. Is everyone so excited for Beetle? <laughs> Real quick, is everyone, I mean, you know, we all stayed up for book seven, so everyone's going to stay up, you know, all night reading the... <laughs> Yeah, I hope it's. It, it, it won't, yeah, it will only take you like two or three hours. <laughs> it's going to be handed to us, and we're going to be. Uh, no, we're just kidding. We're very excited. Uh, th- thank you so much for Waterstones. Thank you to the crew who's been doing this for us. Everyone back there, uh, Joe James especially, she's been coordinating this whole event with us. So thank you very much. To thank her. you, Joe, and thank you guys for coming. We got lots of T-shirts up here, and they're free. So uh, yeah. come on up. And thanks again to Olivebonds.com too. All right, thanks everybody. <laughs>